Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your city upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. All right. Hey, thank you for tuning into the podcast. This is the Grace for This City podcast. I'm your host, Justin. Hey, we're helping you turn your cities upside down. How are we doing that? Well, we're giving you scriptural motivations and strategies so you can get out there and get some stuff done for your king, King Jesus, that is. I'm telling you, he's the best one to be working for, and he wants you on the team right now. Don't delay, friend, except Jesus today. Hallelujah. And it'll be the best decision that you ever made. Hallelujah. And do it before the end of the year. Make it a make it a gift. Hallelujah. He is a the he is the ultimate gift. Hallelujah. The ultimate Christmas gift. And so Father, we just thank you for it for working on the hearts of the listeners right now in the name of Jesus. And if you're far from God, friend, it's just one decision, one simple turn of your heart, one simple change of your mind to come back home to him. Hallelujah. And if you've never been born again, listen, escape the fires of hell right now. Just accept them. Uh, accept him as your Lord and your Savior. Call out to him. Turn your life over to him. Hallelujah. And he'll take you places. He'll take you far, friend. He's got a plan and a destiny for you. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for tuning in. Let's jump into the podcast today. So last week, we talked about the desires of the heart, desires of the heart. If you haven't listened to that, you need to go back in the archives, get a hold of that podcast right there. But today, we're going to go on and I want to talk about the lust of the flesh. So this is kind of the opposite side. We we um, touched on it a little bit in our podcast last week. We mentioned a few things that are associated with that, but we're going to go a little bit further and uh, really dive into uh, what is the lust of the flesh. So the, this would be the the absolute contrary. This is the opposite of what you need to be doing. You do not want to be going down this road. And let's start here in 1 John chapter 2. And right here, this is where we're admonished uh, to recognize something. You and I, friends, we are in the, oh, you know, if, if, if you look at the, the biblical timeline, it's seven days, okay? Which is interesting because we're really eight-day folks. We are new beginning people. But if you look at the Bible, there's seven days, and the last day would be the seventh day. That's the that's the Sabbath day. That's the millennial reign. Well, after that would be the eighth day, or the beginning of the next set. You know, the next age. Hallelujah. You know, the Jewish people when they would come upon the first of the week, they would say it was the eighth day. Well, eight is new beginnings, and even though it was just the week recycling and starting over. So it would be day one, but they would say, well, this is day eight. You and I, because we're born again, our future is bright. Hallelujah. We're not um, trapped, lost. We're not going to be bound to darkness because we've rejected the light. No, not you and me. Hallelujah. And if you're still teetering around rejecting Christ, don't be a fool, friend. Get into the light right now. Escape darkness. Get into the light. And that's the whole reason why Jesus Christ came. That's the whole purpose of the gospel, to enlighten you. Hallelujah. That you can come out of this trap, this bondage of sin and death, and get over in, into the light and live, truly live. So I said all that, that to say we're eight-day folks. But 
the Bible gives us, the biblical timeline, the knowledge that you and I have is a seven-day week, and you and I are right at the end of the sixth day. And so John in particular, 1 John, 2 John, kind of picks up on this thought telling us, hey, listen, be aware, because you are living in the time in which the spirit of Antichrist is being ramped up. The capital A Antichrist hasn't come yet, but you can see his maneuvers right now. Lowercase Antichrist, the spirit, the operations, the operatives, uh, and then lowercase Antichrist people, false prophets, etc., Dude, they are they are busybodies right now. They're they're moving, they are shifting, they are getting things in order. I mean, if you look at what's going on in the nations, uh, it's nothing to be afraid of. But you can see antichrist maneuvers right now, friends. Oh, hallelujah! On one side of it, it's kind of exciting because you know we're <laughs> quickly approaching the end. You and I have been uh, specifically placed. He could have put us anywhere in the timeline, but he put us here. But he warned us. He said, look, you got to be aware because there's going to be strategies and temptations against you. There are uh, strategies and oppositions and resistance to the things of the kingdom, things of the Father, things of Jesus. And you're going to have to be aware of these things. And one of the strategies against you is to get you to fall in love with the world. Um, let's see, we're in First John 2. Well, let me reference Colossians chapter 3. And he says, if, if, if you've been born again, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, because that's where Christ is. That's where you are seated. Hallelujah. The Bible says in John that you are born from above. Mount Zion is your heavenly home. That's, that's, that is your place of residence. Uh, spiritually, that's, that, that's, your, that's your home. Hallelujah. So he said, set your mind on those things. Don't be so earthly minded. Don't be earthly minded, be heavenly minded. And there is this religious jargon, a lot of religious jargon out there, a lot of little sayings that people, I mean, they stand in the pulpit and they quote these things and everybody claps and cheers and hoorahs and it's not even biblical. But one of those is if you are too heavenly minded, you will be of no earthly good. Have you heard anybody say that? Have you ever heard that? Don't be too heavenly minded or you won't be of any earthly good. Do you realize how, how outright of a bold faced lie that statement is? The Bible literally says the opposite. The Bible says, if you've been born again, set your mind on things above. Let me tell you the truth, friend. This is how uh, that should be said. If you are not heavenly minded, you will not be of any earthly good. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, the devil, he's crafty, he's cunning, and somehow he slipped in that little religious saying into ignorant uh, minds, uh, people who are just playing church. It, it sounds good, right? Well, don't be so spiritual, you know what I mean? Oh, and, 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 and people who are spiritual have been mocked. They've been made fun of. Oh, you know, there's so-and-so always just floating in through the church, praying in tongues, you know, oh, ooh, ooh, you know, she's of no earthly good. You know what? She may be considered foolish in the natural realm, but she's probably known in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. And I tell you, if you're going to be known somewhere, be known in the spirit realm, friend. A lot of people go around with hands over their eyes and fingers in, in, in their ears going, la, 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 spiritual things aren't really real. Spiritual things are just, you know, uh, stories. It's fantasy. It's whatever. No, no, no. It's very real, friend. It is very real. 
And I'm telling you, you are going to find that out very soon. You're, you're going to see things that are going to make you want to talk to yourself. The operations of the demonic are growing and increasing and coming into a mature because it's the fullness of the times it's coming into a mature demonstration and function you're going to see stuff ah you're going to see demonic operations you're going to see operations of antichrist is going to make you want to talk to yourself but nothing to be afraid of because on the other side of that uh the bible says in proverbs that the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter and brighter come on you and i who are born again we're getting stronger and stronger and we're going from faith to faith and glory to glory and our understanding of who we are in him is going to new levels and we are coming into the fullness and the stature we are entering into a mature operation and a demonstration things of the spirit how things work in the spirit are being revealed unto us you and i are getting a handle on it as it were oh man i tell you these are the greatest days of expansion and demonstration and manifestation and signs and wonders and somebody says well why why these signs and wonders? well it made you wonder didn't it and the signs are there just to let you know that he's in our midst hallelujah but listen you're gonna have to be able to tell the difference because there's a demonic counterfeit oppositional demonstration as well now listen to be able to navigate this uh and navigate it correctly this is what i was trying to get to here in first john he says don't love the things of of the world you've been born again set your mind on things above not on things on the earth now uh let me just say this now it's not that you can't desire things it's not that you can't um you know want to have things and do things and go places and you know and and be blessed hallelujah i mean we're we're believing god right now uh for all kinds of things that are um natural things you know material things opportunities uh you know relationships uh believe in god for things lands buildings vehicles equipment i mean it takes a lot of equipment to do what we do now it's going to take even more resources and equipment to do what we want to do i mean we need land right now we got vision for things that we just need land to, to do it on hallelujah we need buildings to fulfill the vision i'm not talking about completely be uh you know, checked out. Remember what Jesus said? He said, I'm not praying that the father take you off of the earth. So stop the nonsense, man. You are here. You have a purpose. You have an assignment. You have a mandate. You're going to need things to get, get that done. The point is, he says, don't fall in love with the world. It's, it's passing away. It's fading away is what first John chapter two, verse 15 says. And then he goes on to say, if anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. Listen, you're here but you're passing through. You're here, but you're here on purpose, with purpose, with mandate, with assignment. Don't fall in love with this place. You're born from above. You've been redeemed out of this earthly trap, but you're here until you finish your race. So I think you understand what I'm saying. Don't be foolish. Don't, 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 don't start lusting after the things of the world as if there is nothing beyond this as if you just got to live it up until you die and then cease to exist that's not true friend that's not true you don't cease to exist you will exist eternally the question is will you be with the father will, will you be one of those eight day folks hallelujah that your future is really uh in the coming ages and eons or do you reject all of that and you're just living it up for the moment whatever makes you feel good whatever you know uh, uh, makes your flesh you know whatever satisfies the cravings 
of your flesh. Listen, that's a dead end street, friend. He said, don't love the things of the world and be watchful. They don't sucked into the trap of the lust of the flesh, the prides of life. What else does he say here? And the lust of the eyes. This is all in First uh, John 2, verse 15. Let me just read it to you. We've been all over it, but let me just read it to you. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, listen to this, the lust of the flesh, that's in the world. The lust of the eyes, that's in, that's in the world. And the pride of life, that's in the world, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Hallelujah. So I want, I want to encourage you today. We'll give you some biblical um, motivation and some biblical strategies of how you can make sure that you stay out of the lust of the flesh. Now, last week we talked about the desires of the heart. That's the pure function because God's going to put a desire in you for things, specifically the things that concern you, and you need to get those things. Father, reveal them to you so you can put your faith on them. And don't be ashamed and don't be ambiguous about these things anymore, friend. I mean, the ridiculousness that the church has been in uh, back and forth on these things. And praise God, Revelation is coming to us even more. But it's, it's right here, and we're going to get it. And we're not going to waffle on this stuff anymore. We're going to get into that pure flow, that pure flow where Father's resire, uh, Father is, is revealing desires to us. He's giving us desires. And uh, I don't want to take time to go into that because I covered it last week. But uh, when Father puts something on your heart like land or a building or a car or resources or an opportunity or a privilege or a relationship or a prayer assignment, whenever he puts that desire in you, don't slough it off. You, 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 you double down into it. Hallelujah. If it's from Father, go get it. If it's from Father, fight the fight of faith. If it's from Father, contend for it. But the other side of that is the strategy of the enemy to appeal to your flesh. He's not going to uh, appeal to your spirit. Your spirit is alive unto God. He's not appealing to your spirit. He's going to try and appeal to your flesh. This is the lusts of the flesh. These are the pride of life. This is the lust of the eyes. Now, when we say lust, we're not explicitly talking about sexual. It can include that, but we're talking about strong cravings, strong desires that the enemy or the flesh itself, because it's, it's, it's uh, trapped, as it were. The flesh is bound, as it were, to a natural reality. Uh, it's natural senses. In fact, let's just start here. Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. He says this, the Spirit says this through Paul. Paul wrote this to the Corinthians, but it's, it's Holy Spirit. Spirit. Hallelujah. Do you believe Holy Spirit's talking to you? This is the letters. Specifically, it's to you, the born-again believer. The Gospels may not be specifically about you, the new creation in Christ Jesus. All of the Bible is for the church, but not all of the Bible is about the church. All the Bible is for the new creation in Christ Jesus, but not all of the Bible is about the new creation in Christ Jesus. It wasn't until we get into the letters, primarily through Paul and some others, but that the the revelation of who you are, the born again spirit, the one that's hidden in Christ, the one that's united with Christ, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, the temple of the Holy Spirit. You don't find out really who you are, what you're uh, capable of, what your mission, and ultimately what your future is about until you get into the letters. Again, in the gospels, you'll find out why Jesus came, but it's not until the letters, until you realize what 
it was provided for you because of his death, burial, and resurrection. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So this is 1 Corinthians. This is one of the letters, Holy Spirit inspired through Paul, telling them, come on, this is who you are. This is what you are. Here's your future, especially Ephesians. Praise God for the book of Ephesians. Hallelujah. Praise God for the Bible. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But the natural man, the natural man, the natural part, there's a spiritual part of you, and then there's the flesh part of you. The Bible uh, calls it the tent. You are in a tent. Uh, you're tab tabernacling. Your body is a tabernacle of sorts, and uh, it, it has to serve you, but you are not a body. You are not just flesh. You are a spirit. You are, if you're born again, you are made in the image of Christ. You are hidden in him. There's a covenant with you that the Father has. Hallelujah. Part of the body of Christ Jesus. But you have a soul. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. You are not a body. You are not a body. Now, if you're watching our Facebook channel right now, we uh, stream these podcasts live on Facebook. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if you're watching or you're listening. If you're listening, you can't see me, obviously. But if, but if you're watching, you can see me. But what are you really looking at? You are looking at my tent. You are looking at my body. Inside this body is where I am. And if you look in my eyes, if you look into the eyes of somebody, you can look down into their spirit, man. The eyes are a gateway. Hallelujah. But, it, but if you just look at me in the flesh, this is my tent. And some people's tent, just, just like a natural tent, some people's tent, most people's tent, everybody's tent is subject to the weather. I don't know if you've done a lot of camping, but, uh, you know, if you do a lot of camping, you're probably going to wear your tent out. You know, you're putting it up, putting it down. It's going through rains and, and storms and different things like that. Well, sometimes people's bodies have been weathered. And when you look at someone's body and, 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 and just look at their tent, uh, you can kind of find out, man, they've, 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 they've had it good. They've had it hard. Uh, they've just been through this. They've experienced that. Some, sometimes people wear the scars of the things that they have faced. Sometimes there's battle wounds. Some, sometimes they're adorned with awards and different things. You can look at somebody's tent and kind of see the life that, that they live, but yet we don't judge them based on the tent just because some evil has been perpetrated on somebody and they wear the wounds of the scars of, of that on their physical body. That doesn't mean that's who they are on the inside. Some people have this appearance, but yet on the inside, they've been completely changed. They've been born again. They've, they, their, their eyes have been opened. The eyes of their heart have been opened and they see things that they didn't see before. Sometimes they have embedded in their skin the reality of the life they lived before Christ Jesus. Some things are hard to change and they carry that with them in their tent. But guess what? Their tent, their body is not them. They are a spirit. They live in a body. But that body, the Bible talks about uh, that flesh part of you that wasn't born again. I have the same body that I have uh, after being born again as I did before. And sometimes there are some passions there are some cravings. There are some desires that have to be dealt with. Sometimes those things carry over into the new life. And if, if you're not aware, the enemy will try and trip you up by bringing back up 
desires that you had before you were born again. Now, the Bible makes it very clear, makes it very simple. There's a couple things that we do uh, in regards to that. Uh, we found out in the letters, here's what you can do. You can discipline that body. You can put it under, one translation says. You can uh, put it in a hard place and make it obey. Remember Paul writing about that. You can put it under. You can discipline it. Uh, Paul also said, Holy Spirit said through Paul, crucify it daily. You crucify the passions, the desires, the lusts that are within the body of flesh. Listen, the flesh only knows one thing, natural things, and that's why it craves certain things. It craves the things of the world because it's not been born again. Unlike your spirit that's alive unto God, your flesh is not necessarily. It is a servant. It has to be subservient now to your spirit. But if, but if you don't crucify that flesh, if you don't put under, if you don't discipline it, if, if you don't deny the cravings of the flesh and you let it come up for a day, if you let it live for a day, it's gonna do all kinds of crazy stuff. It's gonna lust after the world. It's gonna lust after the things of the natural realm. Look at what it says here, 1 Corinthians 2, 14. But the natural man, that's what we were just talking about, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. It's not alive, so to speak, unto the things of God like, like your spirit is. What else? He says, for the things of the Spirit of God are foolish to him. Him who? Him, the natural man. Okay, this could be the man that's not born again, but it could also be referring to the person that's born again, but yet the desires of the flesh, they're contrary to the things of the spirit because the things of the spirit are foolish to the things of the flesh. Now I did a word study on the word foolish. Let me just give you the basic, the uh, general definition. To be foolish is to not have a mind for, to not have mental capacity. So what he's saying here is the body of flesh, the cravings, the desires that are resident within the natural part of you, it doesn't have the faculties to understand spiritual things. Now that's important to know because God is not, um, he's not going to minister to your body. He's not speaking to your hand. He's speaking to your spirit. And out of your spirit, you're going to give uh, the command. You're going to issue the order into your body to obey. Now, if you're not watchful, your body will work against your spirit. And let's go ahead and go to Romans and let's just find out how this works. Because uh, we're going to rise above and uh, we'll find out here in Romans 7 and Rome, Romans 8 that because we've been born again, now we have the Spirit of Christ on the inside. Now we've got something. Now we have power. Now we have authority. Now we have a perspective. Now we have a seat far above, high above. Now we have revelation knowledge. And we can, uh, and we are empowered now to put under the things of the flesh. Listen, before you were born again, excuse me, before you were born again, you didn't have an option. You, you, you didn't have anything within you. You didn't have the spirit of Christ within you that would give you the ability to rise above the lust of the flesh, to rise above and to put under. There was nothing alive on the inside of you that, 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 that had the strength to deliver you from the cravings of the flesh. Now, after you were born again, we found out that your flesh will still try and work against your spirit. But don't worry, friends, you're going to grow strong in spirit. You're going to develop your spirit man. Your spirit man is going to get strong. It's going to get, uh, it's going to grow up and it's, and it's going to have dominance. It's going to dominate over the things of the natural. It's going to dominate over the things of the flesh because 
the spiritual realities literally are positioned in, in a dominating position over the things of the natural. And so when, 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 when you see this, hallelujah, revelation knowledge, revelation of the words coming to your heart, and by faith you're grabbing onto it, and something's going to be produced in you, and before you know it, you're going to be walking in a higher level of spiritual things. That's what we're told to do. He's given us permission to be more spiritually minded than naturally minded. That That's what we're called to do. We're commanded to do it. That's expected of us. Hallelujah. Look at this in Romans 7. And keep in mind that the natural man, the flesh, the desires of the flesh, the there's something resident in the flesh that is contrary to spiritual things. Paul runs into this. He writes about it, and he helps us to... Uh, grab on to the truth to get us out. Look at this, Romans 7, verse um, 15. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. You ever been in that position, friend? If then, verse 16, I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. This is what he's saying here. He, he said, if I do something, and I know that what I just did is wrong, he said, I just agreed with the law that said that was wrong, Okay. If you're and if you'll allow yourself to be cognitive of this, uh, you will um, fully understand what he's talking about here. He says, uh, verse seventeen. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know, verse eighteen, that is in my flesh. Listen, this is what we're talking about. In my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me. But how to perform what is good, I do not find. Now, notice what he's saying here. He's saying within the flesh, the body of flesh. Remember, when you were born again, your spirit was made new. Your spirit's pure. It's alive unto God. Zoe, alive the same divine nature that's in the Father has been granted to be in you. That was John 5, 25, 26, somewhere right in there. So when you were born again, all things are new. Behold, all the old stuff is gone. And I'm a brand new creature. I'm alive unto God spiritually now when I was dead before. But now I'm alive. Not just alive, now I'm united with him. The Bible says that uh, whoever's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So you and him are one now. There's uh, spiritual DNA. Zoe is now the basis of the DNA of your spiritual being. You know him. You're one with him. Now he's living in you by his spirit. He is one with you. You and him are entwined, hallelujah, on the spiritual level. Praise the Lord. Your mind now has to be renewed. You've got to change your mind. This is the soul realm. This part, uh, the soul is kind of a derivative of whether you're spiritually dominant or fleshly dominated, but you're renewing your mind. You're changing your mind. Righteousness now is being revealed unto you. It's coming up by way of your spirit. The word, when you get into the scriptures, uh, inside of your spirit, something is being illuminated. The light is going off. It, uh, you know, if we could say it like that, the light bulb is clicking on because the entrance of his word giveth light. When you read the word, all of a sudden you go, wow, that's the truth. And you know, it's the truth because you know, uh, you didn't know before, but now, you know, it's a spiritual thing. You are alive unto him. And on the inside of you, all of a sudden there's no knowing about things. And you're like, no, this is wrong. I used to do it, but but now I know it's wrong. How do I know it's wrong? Because the word revealed it. How do I know it's wrong? Because on the inside, I'm convicted about it. On the inside, I have knowledge that it's wrong. Your mind still says, well, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And, and your flesh says, but it felt so good, it feels so good. See, your flesh is not born again. 
your flesh only knows the natural things. It's not alive. It's foolish. It doesn't have the, the, the faculties. It doesn't have the capacity. It doesn't have the mind for spiritual things. Your spirit has the mind for spiritual things. Your spirit has the faculties for spiritual understandings. Your mind is like in the middle. Your soul's kind of like in the middle. It becomes a derivative of whatever part of you is dominant. If you're going to be spiritually dominant, then your mind's going to be uh, tracking and following and agreeing with your spirit. Your mind wasn't designed to believe. Your mind was designed to agree, and it's either going to agree with your flesh or it's going to agree, agree with your spirit. Your spirit was designed to hear and believe and release faith. Your mind was designed to agree, and when you renew your mind, when something comes up out of your spirit, then your mind has to go, I agree with that. And because I agree with that, I'm going to issue the command to the body to start making motions and movements that support my belief. The mind will issue the command to your body to get in order and to begin to do what you've heard and what you agree with. Hallelujah. Remember what James says, to be a hearer only but not a doer, you're deceiving yourself. Listen, your mind is going to, uh, whenever something spiritual comes up, whenever there's a spiritual knowledge or spiritual revelation, you've got to get your mind to say, I agree with that in the name of Jesus. And because I agree with that, I'm going to issue the command in my body to follow through with it. I'm not just going to hear a thing and then never do it. You're in deception then. If you continue to follow that plane, you're going to get off into error. And this we we got millions of people showing up uh, to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, Sunday night, whenever you guys gather. We got people who have a form of godliness, but there's no power. There's no demonstration. There's no follow through. Uh, with their lips, they're offering lip service, but with their actions, you can tell that they're still locked up in the things of the flesh. They say, I, I love God and I don't love the world, but their actions, I mean, they're just craving all the things of the world. That's what we're talking about here is your mind, your, the soul part of you. There's going to be something come up out of your spirit, man, because it's alive unto God. When it comes up, you have to agree with it. And when you agree with it, you issue the command to your body to follow through. Hallelujah. So what did Paul say? He says, in my flesh, verse 18, in my flesh, nothing good dwells because it's not born again. It was of the natural and it's still in the natural, but it can be subdued. It can be dominated. Hallelujah. You can put it under. You can discipline it. You can shut it up. You can say, no, you're not going to have your way. You can crucify its cravings and passions daily. You're supposed to. Verse 18. Uh, 18, in my flesh, nothing good dwells for to will, for to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good. I do not find what's he saying from within. Where are you born again? Your spirit's born again. Remember, you're not a body. You are a spirit. When your spirit is born again, that's on the inside of this body from within you're, you're inside. You are inside. You're within the body. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. You're seeing my body, but within me is my spirit, man. And it's alive. It was dead. I was a walking dead man, but I got born again. Now I'm alive with Christ Jesus. His Zoe life, his life, his eternal life, his Zoe is now is what's giving me my source of existence. I'm alive on the inside, but I still live in this body of flesh. He says, I find or to will, to will, to will. What did Jesus say? He said, when you're born again, I'm going to write something on the tablets of your heart, meaning 
I'm going to sign your DNA, your spiritual DNA with my laws. You're, I mean, your spirit, your spirit doesn't even have to try. Now you can grow in this. You can mature in these things, but you have the law of God written on the tablets of your DNA, the tablets of, of your heart. He wrote it on your heart when you were born again. It's not outside of you. It's within you now. When you were born again, you're alive unto righteousness. That's what the Bible says. You have his righteousness now. And the Bible says righteousness will instruct you. Well, how does it do that? From your, from your very DNA. You're, you're so linked. You're so one. You're so united with him and his spirit that from, from within your spirit, you have the laws. You have the right way of doing and being written within the tablets of your very, very being on the inside. So he says this, um, I will to do a thing from within. But he says, verse 18, he says, for to will is present with me in his spirit, but how to perform it in the flesh, he doesn't find. He doesn't find it. Your flesh doesn't want to do it. Verse 19, for the good that I will to do from his born again spirit, where the Holy Spirit lives and dwells, from within, where you are living literally because you have Zoe life now on the inside. For to will, or excuse me, nine, uh, Romans 7, 19, for the good I will to do, I don't do, but the evil I will not to do that I practice because he's a spirit inside of a natural body. Verse 20, now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Now, <laughs> that's a true statement. But, I, but let me give you a pro tip here. Pro tip. I need to come up with like a little, um, like a little musical ditty whenever I say uh, pro tip like this right here. Let's see. Pro tip. Boom. No, that's, the, that's, that's like a joke. Um, what's this? Oh, that was my son recording something. Um, here we go. Pro, pro tip. <laughs> That's not the right music either. Any, anyways, here's a, a pro tip. Listen, if you say, um, let's say that uh, you do something. Uh, let's say you act on one of the lusts of the flesh. For example, Galatians chapter 5 says one of the lusts of the flesh. Now, this is the result of somebody who just lets the flesh do whatever it wants. Okay. And in, in, in that list over there in Galatians 5, uh, it says that uh, one of the lusts of the flesh is murder. All right, let's say you, you go out and you've got, you've got hatred in your heart and you go out and you murder somebody in cold blood. Well, and obviously you're going to be arrested. Okay, they're going to find you. That's what they do. They're going to find you and they're going to bring justice to the situation. You're going to find yourself in front of a court of law. You're going to stand in front of a judge. Listen, if you tell that judge that it wasn't really you who did that, uh, they're going to think that you are schizophrenic. They're going to think that you are, they may not use these words, but somebody's going to assume you are demonized. Hallelujah. Uh, that you are messed up. He says, for the good I will to do that I do not do, the evil I will not to do that I practice. If I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Listen, if you try and pull that in front of the judge and say, hey, judge, it really wasn't me, man. It really wasn't me. Well, listen, you are in that body. You are called to put that body under. And listen, if you let that body live for a day, 
if you say, you know what, flesh, go ahead and have, go ahead and have a day off. You know, I know I've been putting you under and I know I've been disciplining you and, and, I, and I know it's been hard on you. I know it's been so difficult for you. You haven't got to do anything you want to do. You know what? I'm going to give you a day off. Just go ahead and do whatever you want. Well, your flesh is going to go out and murder some, somebody. And guess what? You're going to stand before that judge and you are not going to be able to say, it really wasn't me, judge. It really wasn't me. Listen, you will be held responsible for the deeds in the body. You are held responsible for the deeds in the body. Say it. I'm held responsible for the deeds in the body. Listen, you got to put that thing under or that thing's going to get you in trouble. Hallelujah. If you don't put that body under, if you don't put that flesh under, it's going to lust after stuff. It doesn't need to be lust, lusting after the body. Come on. If you just let it go, you, you just let all boundaries go. You say, you know what? I'm not going to restrain you anymore. And I'm going to let you do whatever you want to do. Your flesh is a pervert. It's going to do stuff, man. It, and I'm not saying strictly sexual. It does include that. I mean, there are people running around doing all kinds of crazy stuff because there is no restraint to the craving. They just let the flesh go. And I'm telling you, it just stumbles over itself. It, it falls over itself, lusting after things, craving after things, desiring things that are against the knowledge of the truth. Why? It doesn't have the capacity for spiritual revelation. That comes to your spirit. And your spirit, man, is to dominate the flesh. And if you don't dominate it, your flesh is going to get you into trouble. And you're not going to be able to pull that line. Now, Paul is, is saying here, though, that in a spiritual sense, this is what's happening. You are not the lust of your flesh, but you will be held responsible if you let that lust um, go after its object, okay, and then interact with it. Uh, if you're born again, the, the reality is that there was a part of you that waged war against righteousness, but Paul isn't giving you a pass here. God is not giving you a pass here. If you act after the flesh, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself now, but you're, you're, you're going to be held to Romans chapter eight. He says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not according to the flesh. Listen, if you're a born again believer and you let the flesh do whatever it wants to do, it's going to get you in trouble. And while there's no condemnation for the born again person in Christ Jesus, you are not going to be judged after the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus if you are fulfilling the lust of the flesh. What happens in that scenario, again, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you now. If you allow your flesh to do whatever it wants, then you willfully choose to be held under the law of sin and death. The deeds in the flesh will be condemned. Remember what he said in Galatians 6, if you sow to the flesh, guess what, bro? You're going to reap corruption. Oh, but there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What are you telling me? That you can just let your flesh do whatever it wants? Uh, practice witchcraft, uh, go after sexual immorality, uh, immoral things, commit murder, revelries, uh, revelries, arguments, strife, divisions, drunkenness, getting boozed up, getting drugged out, sleeping with this, sleeping with that, perverted this, perverted that, twisted this, twisted that. 
I mean, stuff that make people roll over in their graves. And, and you're saying, well, there's no condemnation because I'm in Christ Jesus. Listen, you are deceived, bro. And what you've done, even though you're born again, is you have willfully subjected yourself now to the law that governs the deeds in the flesh. It's called the law of sin and death. There's no condemnation to those who don't go after the flesh, but who walk after the spirit. The reason why is because your spirit man is in a fleshly body and he's not condemning that union there. If you are putting the flesh under, if your spirit is dominating the flesh. Now, listen, you make a mistake. You wake up, you're having a bad day. You're already in the flesh. That's why you're having a bad day because you're in the flesh. All right. And you just let it all hang out. You're like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to rein it in. I don't want to. I don't want to rein it in. I want to be mad and I want to be angry and I'm going to, and I don't care who is in my way. So you're going to get in the car, you're going to drive down the street and start cussing at everybody. You blankety blank and waving everybody a high five with four fingers down. And you don't give a rip about anybody or anything. Listen, bro, you're in the flesh, but you're born again. And someone goes, well, there's no condemnation. Well, what you think, what you're thinking is that God, it's not a big, big deal. He's just like, you know what? They're born again. Let them do what they want. No, no. You're sowing to the flesh. And the Bible clearly says that if you're not watchful, if you don't catch it, if if you don't wake up to what you're doing and repent, if you don't catch uh, that the flesh is just going 90 to nothing, If you don't wake up to the fact that you are not walking in the spirit right now at all, self-control is one of the fruits of the the spirit, and you're out of control. If you don't catch it, the Bible explicitly warns, warns, my friends, that you are putting yourself in a place to reap corruption or condemnation based upon the deeds of the flesh. You just let it go. You let it all hang out. But listen, our... Our, the the privilege we have is to be quick to catch it and to say, no, no, in the name of Jesus, I've been delivered from the bondage of the flesh. I've been raised to new places in Christ Jesus. I've been delivered from the law of sin and death. I have a choice in this matter. My flesh doesn't have to do whatever it wants. My spirit man can say no to that. And, and if you'll catch it, you rein it in. And what you immediately do Hallelujah, I'm getting excited. What you immediately do is you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent of that. Hallelujah, and I plead the blood of Jesus over the over, over the things I said, over the deeds of the flesh right then, over those seeds sown. Remember he said, Galatians, God's not gonna be mocked. Whatever you sow, if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap. You say, no, Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent of that. Hallelujah, I judge that as sin, and I plead the blood over those seeds, Father, and I thank you right now that that is stopped in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, I confess it, I judge myself. Hallelujah. I judge myself. Listen, if you don't judge yourself, then the seeds are going to judge you. If you don't judge yourself, if you don't make it right, if you don't plead the blood of Jesus, if you don't repent, if you don't confess that sin, then the seed of the action is going to judge you and others are going to get involved in your situation and they're going to bring judgment upon you. There will be a condemnation of sorts for the deeds in the flesh that are strictly anti they're oppositional to spiritual realities this is where this sloppy greasy grace message has got off there's people sleeping around drinking they're getting all boozed up they're i i i i mean the sexual perversions 
the alcoholic addictions, the drug and prescription addictions, the lack of self-control, they're doing things, maybe not explicitly sexual or explicitly, you know, um, but, but, but their habits, their attitudes, the things that they're involved in, man, I, I tell you, it's just dirty and, and it's indulging in the things of the flesh. There's believers all over the place. And then, but they just blow it off like, oh, no big deal. I'm born again. I'm born again. No, 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 no. He said, there's no condemnation to those who do not walk after the flesh, but walk according to the spirit for the law of the spirit in Christ has made me free or has empowered me now, has delivered me, given me the ability to come out from the bondage of the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes. I have a choice in the matter. You didn't have a choice before you were born again, friend. You have a choice now. You have been empowered now to rise above the trap of the lust of the flesh. And he says, now, if you do that, if you'll, if you'll walk according to the Spirit, you'll not suffer the condemnation of the, of the deeds and of the flesh. Hallelujah. Dude, there are some people who are running into, I, 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 I mean, they, they're doing 100 miles an hour. They are running smack dab into a rude awakening. And praise God, maybe it'll, it'll awaken them. But I'm telling you, they wouldn't have to go so far uh, and find out the reality that, listen, you didn't get a pass for sleeping around because you were born again. That was a lust of the flesh, and it's and it's going to be judged by the law, come on, that governs the flesh. That's the law of sin and death. That's the law that governs the deeds of the flesh. But I'm telling you, if you catch it, and you'll wake up to it, and you'll repent of that, say, God, help me, hallelujah. Isn't that what Paul said? He said this. Let's go on. Let's finish this because we'll just put the capstone on this. He says, verse 20, now if I do what I will not to do, it's no longer I who do it, but it's sin. Where is that? It's in your flesh. You got to crucify it. Verse 21, I find in a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. Yeah, that's me and you. Guess what? We're born again, but we still have a body of flesh. Verse 22, for I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. We've, we've already covered that. You're, you're born again. You know what's right. I'm telling you, sleep, you're sleeping around. You're not married. You know what's wrong. Stop being the fool, friend. You ain't fooling nobody, but you think you're fooling God. But I'm telling you, you are on a fast track, man, to a rude awakening. You're dibble dabbling in all kinds of dirty things. You're drinking. You're you're doing drugs. Come on, you're abusing prescriptions. You you are out of control. Where's your discipline? Hallelujah. You know, we're talking about people now who are like you. You know, you're my age. You're in your 40s. You're in your 30s. Your 40s. Your 50s. Your your 60s. And you are out of control. You are just whatever your flesh wants to do. Nobody can count on you because you are not consistent. The flesh is inconsistent. The flesh does whatever it wants. It's selfish. It's ambitious. It's me, I, me, hungry, feed me what I want, what I want, what I want. You can't count on people like, like that. They're here one day, flight, they're, they're, they're flighty, gone, you know, where, where are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Hallelujah. Listen, you need to come out of that. You need to come out of that. Yeah, you're going to church, but listen, going to church doesn't make you a spiritual person any more than park it, you know, standing in the middle of your garage makes you a vehicle. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father, for helping us, man. This is a rightly divided truth. Some people read, read the Bible the way they want it to read to them. You know, you're wanting it to say a thing that it doesn't say. 
you can't just go around and do things. Uh, don't, 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 just don't do uh, or realize that you will do. Let me say it like that. Realize that you will do Galatians 5, the works of the flesh, if you do not put the flesh under. If you let it come up and have a, a free day, it's going to start working witchcraft. If you let your flesh just do whatever it wants, it's going to go have sex with something or somebody. If you just let the flesh do whatever it wants, it's going to go get drunk. It will do whatever it wants to do, and it's limited. It's bound, if you were. It's trapped. This is why we're going to put off this body one one day and put on another body. One day, you're not going to have these 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 the requirement to discipline the flesh because you're going to put off this body that's trapped in a spiritual condition called mortality. You're going to put this off. You're going to put on another body, and it's going to be released and it's going to be the, like the uh, body like a nun to his. And that body, friends, is not going to fight against you. That body is going to work with you. That body is going to desire spiritual things because it will be a body, come on, formed and fashioned from that realm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But until then, you and I have one thing, friend, one thing, and that's to keep this body of flesh under, to crucify its desires and passions, and to not let it do whatever it wants to do. Paul goes on to say, he says, According to my spirit, I delight to do what's right. And if you'll, if you'll be honest, you need to do those things. Whatever's in the spirit, don't do whatever the flesh wants. But he says, but I see a law in my members warring against the law in my mind, bringing me into captivity. Verse 24, he says, well, I'm wretched. He, he'd already worked through this, and so he was just trying to relate and express how probably a lot of people feel. When you keep falling into certain temptations, you kind of feel like, wow, man, how do I get out of this? Well, he's telling us how. Christ is how. Come on, the new life in him is how. You've been redeemed. There's a spirit, man, on the inside of you. And if you'll just follow that, if you'll lean into that, press into that, then you'll be delivered. He said, I thank God through Jesus Christ. That's how. That's how. That's how I'm delivered. He says, so then with the mind, I serve the law, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Now, he goes on to say in Romans 8, he says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Kind of full full circle now. And if I haven't said this, I'm going to say it now. Give yourself permission to think on spiritual things. It's okay to stop lusting after the things of the world. Now, when, Hol when uh, Holy Spirit reveals a desire to you, lean into that. Press into that. But I'm telling you, you got to rein your mind in. Rein, your, rein yourself in here. And just don't let it just lust after everything and anything. He says, those who live according to the Spirit, guess what they do? They set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Give yourself permission to be more spiritually minded in 2022, starting now, but definitely on into next year than you've ever been. For to be carnally minded, carnally, fleshly minded, is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because why? The carnal mind is enmity against God. Look at that. Look at that. Didn't we already read that in 1 Corinthians 2, 14? Listen, the natural part of you, it has no capacity for spiritual things. If, if, if you say, all right, flesh, uh, here's what I believe Holy Spirit said to me. What do you think about that? Your flesh is going to go, um, I don't have the capacity to even consider that. It's just going to go, oh, food. It's going to go lust. Oh, it's going to go craving. It's going to go, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I want, 
I want. Pride, pride, lust, craving, pride, hungry, feed me, 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 all about me. Narcissist, narcissist, me, 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 me. <laughs> mine, 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 mine. Was that find, Finding Nemo, those little, uh, what are those birds? Like mine, 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 mine. That's, that's, that's your flesh right there. Me, 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 mine, 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 all about me, all about me. He says, the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor can it be. Look at that. Look at that right there. Look at that right there. It's not subject to the law of God. What's the law of God? What is the law of God? He just said right here, the law of the spirit of life. That's the law of God, the law of the spirit of life, the laws that govern the spirit that is alive unto God, the laws of the spirit of Zoe, the laws that govern now a born again spirit that is alive. It has the Zoe, the life of God. There are laws that govern that. And if you follow after those laws, you're not be condemned. But because the flesh, its cravings, its desires, its lusts, it's not subject to the law of the spirit of life. It cannot be. Isn't that what he says? It's not subject to that law. That law, the law of the spirit of life, doesn't, doesn't govern, govern the things of the flesh. The things of the flesh are not subject to the laws that govern the spirit that has the life of Christ in it. Well, so then what laws govern? You choose, friend. Listen, hear me, hear me today. You choose. You choose. Deuteronomy 30. You choose. He's put before you life and death. You choose. And if you don't choose to put your flesh under, your flesh is going to choose for you. And your flesh is going to choose things that subjects it to the law of sin and death. So don't do that. That would be stupid. If you're born again, you have the ability, the power within to crucify that flesh and not let that flesh dictate to you and bring you into uh, consequences or condemnation or judgment that will bring corruption. Just don't do it. Just don't do it with the help of the Holy Ghost. Say, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I'm not going to do it. Because you, you couldn't do it in and of yourself. You had to be born again. There, there had to be something to come in. And now his righteousness is your righteousness. Hallelujah. It says, have the mind of Christ. Now his mind is your mind. And you have a changed mind. You can change your mind now because you have the mind of Christ within your spirit. All right, let's go on here. That was verse 7, verse 8, Romans 8, 8. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Listen, it can't be both. You, you can't say, there's no condemnation, no condemnation. Stop judging me, stop judging me. No condemnation, no condemnation. I'm sleeping around with everybody. No condemnation, no condemnation. Listen, if you're in the flesh, you can't please God. So let's back it up. Let's look at it from a different perspective then. Uh, from an honest perspective. So you're sleeping around with people that you're not married with. Okay, what is that called biblically? Well, fornication comes to mind. Uh, is that a deed of the flesh? So you're, so you're telling me that you had no desire to sleep around until you were born again. And then out of your spirit, like Paul says here in Romans 7, from within, you just had the Holy Ghost say, sleep with everybody. Have sex with everybody. And anything and whatever. You mean the Holy Spirit told you that? Listen, don't be the fool. And don't, because yeah, listen, you try and play this uh, against God. He said, I'm not going to be mocked. 
Galatians 6. You can't mock him in this. You can't, you can't hold him to blame for this. No, friends. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. You got a rude awakening coming because you're dishonest. You're dishonest. If you're honest, everybody knows. And if you're truly born again, then you're lying against the truth. Because if you're truly born again, on the inside, you'll know. I don't need to be sleeping with everything and anything that moves. I know if you're honest and you're truly born again from the inside, remember the laws of God are now written on your heart. And so if you're honest and you're truly born again, then you'll know going out and getting slammed every night, going out and totally blowing your mind on drugs, going out and totally getting sloshed on alcohol. Not only are you wasting gob tons of money, but you're destroying everything about your physical body. Uh, if you're honest and you're truly born again, something on the inside is not setting right with that. Now, you may be falling head over heels because your flesh has been so dominant. You haven't quite said no yet. So you might be born again, but what I'm saying is you're conflicted and you know you shouldn't be doing this. That's what I'm saying. If you're truly born again, uh, you may need to get the flesh under uh, just because you are indulging the flesh doesn't mean you're not born again. But what we're saying is either you're not born again uh, and you think you are, you have motions, you have lip service, but you truly haven't given your heart o over to him. You truly haven't uh, allowed Hol Holy Spirit to totally recreate you. Because if you did, you are not, something's not agreeing here, right? Something's not agreeing. Your actions are not agreeing with your spirit. You may be doing things that are wrong, but I'm saying on the inside, you know that you shouldn't be doing it. And this is where you need to reach out to the Holy Ghost and you need to reach out to somebody. Somebody can help you. There's some somebodies out there that can come alongside you and help you rein that thing in and bring a control to that. Put it under the domination of your spirit, man. And you're gonna tell your body, look, that's wrong, that's wrong. You change your mind. You say, no, that's, that's wrong. Hallelujah. The point I was trying to make there is, if you're in the flesh, you cannot please God. Notice what he said here in another chapter, 1 Corinthians 2, he said, no flesh will get glory. No flesh will glory in his presence. No flesh will glory in his presence. So you can't be in the flesh and please God, friend. Hallelujah. What time is it? Oh, hallelujah. I think we're out of time. Well, let's see here. Let me finish this and we'll go ahead and wrap up the podcast. So he said in verse nine, but you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, if, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you and is dominant and you are not going after the deeds of the flesh, but the, after the spirit. Oh, thank you, Father, for it. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. That's another message. But you need to get born again, friend. Get the spirit of God on the inside of you. Let me close with this. Let me give you something here that you can't argue with. So go to uh, Galatians really quick. And we will uh, wrap up the podcast with this. Here we go. And uh, very, very simply, very succinctly, here we go. He says this, Galatians 5.24, And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. You crucify them. You, you put them under. You discipline them through hardship. You don't let them come up and have a free day. Never, ever, ever, ever. And I know that's probably easier said than, than done, but that's what we're going after. 
And then he said this, Galatians 5.16. He says, I say, walk then in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Listen, it's one or the other. They don't work together. Verse 17, for the flesh wars are less against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these things are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. He's saying, if you go after the flesh, then you'll end up going against your spirit, man, or the spirit of God who is resident within you. You've got to make a choice, friend. You can't have both. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, go after the things of the spirit. So last week we talked about the desires of the heart. This week we talked about the lusts of the flesh. Thank you for joining me today, friends. This has been the Grace for This City podcast. Listen, really, this has been the grace for you. At the at the hearing of these words, I'm telling you, something's been stirring in your spirit. I know it has been. And that's the Spirit of God who is coming alongside you. He says, I'm with you. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to empower you. It's not as hard as you think it is. I'm going to help you. And you will be an overcomer. And you'll put down and put away those deeds in the flesh. Hallelujah. Notice what he said in Galatians 6. He said, sow to the spirit and you will reap everlasting life. Or we can say it like this. If you sow to the spirit, you'll walk in spiritual realities. You will reap spiritual realities. It'll be phenomenal, friend. Hallelujah. Hey, if we can pray for you, agree with you in prayer, it'd be our honor to do so. That's, that's one of the ways we can partner with you. Obviously, one of the ways that we're doing it is we're delivering the word of the Lord to you every week, right here, every week. We can also pray with you. We'd love to do that. Several ways to reach out with your prayer requests. Uh, you can send us an email. Hello at gracecitychurch.tv or call us 870-741-9099. Leave a message. Somebody will follow up with you. It would be our honor to believe with you, friend. Hallelujah. I want to give a big shout out to those who have supported the podcast with your prayers. I'm asking you would partner with us with your prayers. Pray for us. Pray, 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 pray. Make intercession for us. James 5 says that your prayers, come on, the fervent prayers of a righteous person make power available. And we need that, friend. And we covet your prayers. Or you can take it to the next level and uh, you can support the podcast financially. It costs money to have the podcast out there. Praise the Lord. We're glad to do it, but we're also thankful for all those people that have partnered financially with us. If you want to join several ways to do that, of course, you can give right there on the website, gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give. That's gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give. Select the podcast in the drop down menu right there. Or if you're in the United States, you can text to give 84321. That's 84321. Follow the prompts. Or, of course, you can mail a check-in, P.O. Box 7, Harrison, Arkansas, 72601. 72601. Thank you so much in advance for helping us and launching us forward. We're right at the end of 2021, heading into 2022. Friends, it's going to be a phenomenal year. I thank you for helping to launch us in to 2022. All right, until next time, friends, be blessed.